few words of scripture for us to think about today then. Scripture that invites us into this prayer of thanksgiving. And here's how this is going to work. I'm going to use words from Psalm 67. There is a repeated refrain that happens in this psalm. So we're going to go through it in pieces. And then when we get to that repeated refrain, I'm going to invite us to all say those words together. And they will be on the screen for you to follow along with that. All right. So I will do my best to prompt this so that you know when your part is to join me in that. But considering this then as the call of God through Scripture for us to give thanksgiving to God. All right. A harvest blessing. This comes from Psalm 67, and I'm going to start now with just the first three verses. I'll read verses 1 and 2, and we will all say verse 3 together. Okay? That's our prayer here. All right. Psalm 67 begins this way. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. And we say together, may the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. There's more to the psalm, but I'm going to stop there now and consider just what we see in those first few verses. A call to thanksgiving. This is a psalm that that echoes a well-known passage for Old Testament Israel. It comes from Numbers chapter 6 where that priestly blessing comes to God's people. It's the same priestly blessing from the Old Testament that that we use as a benediction at the end of our worship services on Sunday, right? Where, Where the priests would, over the people, bless them with those words, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. This psalm begins with that, but there's a twist. It's a little different. You see, because in that blessing from Numbers chapter 6, it's very individual. It's written there as an individual blessing where the minister or the priest would say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And that's a, that's a singular you, not, not the plural, not all y'all, right? But you, that God blesses you. But here in this psalm, in Psalm 67, that's turned to a blessing for the community. Right? Now it's language for us. It begins, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. So what comes to them as an individual blessing by God, in this moment of thanksgiving, they recognize we as a community are also blessed by God. Here's the other feature that takes place in Psalm 67, that this is a psalm that is filled with petition and result. All right? Petition, result. In other words, in this psalm, you see the psalmist saying, God, here is the petition that I request, right? The the request that I'm putting before you. And here is the result that comes as a response to that request, okay? We saw that just in these first two verses that I read. It begins with that petition, that request, the request that says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us, and then the result in verse 2, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation 
among all nations. You see what the psalm is telling us? There's a reason for God's blessing. There is a reason that we as a community are blessed. And the reason that the psalmist writes here is so that the earth may know the salvation of God. Right? That all nations may know. It's another unique feature about this particular psalm. So many of the psalms, when you read them, are written for Israel. Right? They are written for God's people. They address God's people. They, they talk about the tribes of Israel. They talk about the sons of Jacob. The psalms are written as God's prayer book for Israel. This one's different. Psalm 67 talks about all nations, talks about the entire earth. I imagine this was a little bit unusual for those Old Testament people people of Israel. If you imagine living in that time where all the nations sort of had their own God, right? They had their own religions. And for the people of Israel, they would have said and they thought, well, Jehovah, right? Yahweh, the God of the Bible, God most high, that's our God. That's the God of Abraham and all the descendants of Abraham. And then comes this Psalm 67, which says, that God, that God that you think is just, just your God, he's the God of the entire earth, of all nations, of all people. So, this prayer of blessing, a prayer of blessing that I think those Old Testament Israelites would have rightfully meant of, yes, God bless us, and you know what? Only us, okay? Just us. Psalm 67 turns that around, right? The blessing of God is a blessing for us, but not only us. God's blessing does not stop or end with us. His blessing goes to the entire earth so that all may know of his blessing, that all may come to know God. And it begins then with our expression of thanks for that blessing that comes to us, with a heart of thanks to receive that, that when others see us as people who are filled with gratitude to God, that they would know God's salvation as well as he works that through us, his people, in his church. The psalm goes on. The next few verses, I'll read verse 4, and then we're going to say that same repeated refrain together in verse 5, okay? Verse 4 says this, May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. We all say together, May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. Same formula happening here. Petition and response, right? A, a request and a result. This time, though, it's flipped. It's flipped. Let me read verse 4 again, just so you can hear how this goes. Verse 4 says this. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. That's not the request. That's actually the result 
What's next is the request. For you rule the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. You see the request here from God is, you know, God, just as you have been our God, just as you have been the God that, that we trust, the God who blesses us, the God who rules us, the God who guides us, God, our request is that you would be a God like that for everyone. Don't just rule us. Don't just rule me. Rule the world, right? Don't, don't just guide me. Don't just lead me. Don't just guide us. Guide the world. That's the request there. And the result? The result. May the nations be glad. And may the nations sing for joy. Right? So that when we experience a response of joy and gladness, when we receive the blessing of God, God, it's our prayer then that you would also extend that blessing to the world so that they may respond in joy as well. We don't want this joy that we have in God to to just be ours. Let it be a joy that springs forth in the entire world. Let it come that way for all people to see. Two words in particular, right? The, The request there, God, would you rule and would you guide? These are Hebrew words that carry a little bit of a nuance. Rule in the sense of of governing and overseeing or providing justice. God, make things right. That's that's the heart of justice there, right? When we think of what justice means, our justice system, it's about taking things that are wrong in the world and making them right. We look to God for that as well. God, make things right in this world. And may that not just be for me, may that not just be for us, but may that be for all people, for all nations. Bring justice to the oppressed. Make things right. But then also, guide the nations. Guide. It's a Hebrew word that comes from the same root as shepherding. right? To, to care for. To provide a path of blessing. It was the shepherd's job in those days to, to take the sheep and find the pastures where they could go. So lead them to those pastures where they would be sustained and nurtured. Care for them, protect them while they are there. The prayer of thanksgiving to God here is one in which the psalmist expressed that, God, you you have brought your righteousness to us, your people. You have brought your protection and care to us, your people. God, may you extend that same righteousness and that same protection and care to all people to the entire world. May all people know that. That God's provision then, his provision of righteousness, his provision of protection, it calls for a response, doesn't it? The psalmist says it calls for a a response of joy and of singing. That we have hearts full of thanksgiving, full of gratitude, to give thanks to God. And the prayer of this psalm then is that it would not just be us who respond in that way, but may the world respond in thanksgiving to God 
enjoy for his righteousness, for his protection. One more section. There's two more verses. Uh, There's not a repeated refrain this time, so so you're done with the responsive part. But the last two verses of this psalm, verses 6 and 7, say this. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. This is a blessing then, which comes at the time of harvest, right? And and that's where Thanksgiving falls for us, as we in this country celebrate that holiday. That Thanksgiving is a holiday of harvest, where we acknowledge thanks to God because the crops have been provided. We have enough to eat. We don't think about that much anymore because we live in a world where food comes from grocery stores, right? Most of us, maybe all of us. It's not always been that way, right? For most of human history, people depended on the harvest crop of their farms to feed them and sustain them. So harvest, the fall time, the autumn, was that natural time when they would give thanks to God for the harvest. And that's what this psalm does. That's when the people of Israel would sing this psalm together at the time of harvest when the crops were coming in. So they thank God for his blessing, his faithful blessing of another year of successful harvest, of crops, of food to eat, and all that that the crops and the harvest represent, right? Not just that we have enough to eat, but just as we see God is faithful year after year after year to provide the growing of the crops, he is also faithful year after year after year in everything that he provides for his people. That's where this psalm of thanksgiving comes from. A psalm that acknowledges, God, you have blessed us again with another bountiful crop. And then acknowledges, God, bless us still. Right? It's, a, it's an acknowledgement that God's faithfulness will continue. And they know it. The petition and then the result. Right? The petition that God would bless us still. The result. So that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Fear him. All right, that's one of those Old Testament terms. It doesn't mean be scared of God. Right? It, it's not fear in that sense. We don't have to be afraid of God. That's not what that Hebrew word for fear means. Fear there is is about reverence and awe. It's about standing in, in a place where we honor someone. So when we when we read in the Old Testament about the fear of the Lord, it's for us being in a place of reverence and honor and standing in awe of who God is. Think of it maybe in terms of a role model. If you have someone that that you really look up to, I mean really look up to as a role model, model, when we have people like that in our lives, seems like sometimes we we try to pattern our lives after that, right? That, That we try to at least embrace and 
mimic some of the values that those people represent. I want to be just like that person, right? In, in how I conduct the habits of my day and, and in the things that I embrace as values that I live by because I admire that role model so much that I want to mimic and pattern some of the things in my life to follow that. That reaches into what the psalmist writes about when they talk about the fear of the Lord. That we are in such reverent awe of who God is that we would respond in a way that says, God, those things that you value, those things that are important to you, may those things be our values as well. May those things be important to us as well. May we be people who echo that in who we are and how we live. And so the prayer of Psalm 67 is not just that we would stand in awe of God like that. Not just that we would be people who echo those values that God gives for us. But it's a prayer that says, may the entire world echo those values. right? That heart of love that faithful generosity that comes year after year in God providing righteousness and provision, that God overflows with blessing for his people, that overflows to the world, and he faithfully does that every year. May our response be one that does the same. May we be people who also then overflow with blessing for others. And may it not stop with us here in this place. But may that be an overflow of blessing that we see in all the world. You know, God's not obligated to do any of this, right? God God makes no obligations to provide. He chooses to. God chooses to be faithful. God chooses to love us unconditionally. He does that because it's part of his character and who God is to overflow with grace for us. Not because he has to, but because it's who he is. May our thanksgiving today then, may our times of giving gratitude to God be the same. May we echo that. That we don't say thank you to others because we're obligated to. We kind of have to. But may it be a part of our character, just as it's part of God's character, right? May we overflow with a heart of gratitude because it's part of who we are, not because someone makes us May we do that then in ways where all the earth may see that and all people may know the blessing of God and overflow with his blessing as well. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your gift of thanksgiving that you overflow with blessing. Thank you that it's not only 
for us, but that you bless the entire world. And so, God, we pray today that uh, in this time, that we start this day out here, gathered with your people here in this church, but then we go from here. And we go to see family or friends. We go to other gatherings. We go on with the weeks ahead, back to our places of work, back to our schools where we are students, back to those circles of relationships around us. But as we go back there, Lord, remind us that you have overflowed your blessing into our lives. May we overflow that blessing as well for others so that the world may know your blessing. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.